We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to The Morning Briefing. I'm your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer and Entercom's ConnectingVets.com. Well, that's your website created by veterans for veterans and focusing entirely on the veteran experience through a variety of means and ways. We've got video, we've got articles, we've got audio. You already knew that because you're listening to it right now. All focusing on things that you want to know about, things that you should know about, things that you have to know about to live your best veteran life. So check out ConnectingVets.com and be sure to follow us on social media where we are at ConnectingVets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our next guest is a veteran, and the good kind of veteran. What I mean is that he served in my United States Navy, so I know he's one of the really good ones. I mean, everybody's good, but Gabe Stecker, he's a Navy vet, which puts him just a little bit higher up in my eyes out there. Gabe is also one of the founding directors of the American Freedom Fund. He's here to talk to us about that, his Navy career, and his transition to the veteran world today. Gabe, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Eric. Glad to be here. So first, let's find out a little bit about Gabe Stecker. As I mentioned, you were in the Navy, but where you're from, when you joined, and what did you do while you were in? Yeah, so uh, originally from Washington State, uh, my aspirations out of high school was actually to be a, an engineering student, and uh, so I attempted that for a few years. Mm. Uh, decided, you know, maybe I didn't really want to do that. Had a lot of student debt, and the Navy came calling. What do you remember most about your time in the Navy? Positive experience for you, negative experience for you, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B? Um, a lot of positive experiences. Most of those revolve around the people. Um, so I'm, I'm a, a linguist by trade, CTI, which is a cryptologic technician interpretive. Uh, so my A school was a year and a half in Monterey, California, which was awesome. Right. One of the, the best naval, places to be. Naval Postgraduate School yeah, that's out there right down in Monterey the road, yep. is uh, out there, too. I tried to get orders to that place like four or five different times. Never came through for me because just seemed like one of those places. So uh, you're still a fairly young fellow, so I'm guessing you didn't retire from the Navy. When did you make the decision to actually leave uh, the blue and start wearing those civilian clothes? So I decided to get out after just under eight years in. Um, and that was this March, actually. So I've only been out about a month. Only a month. So this is all very fresh in your mind. Grade the transition process and how the Navy prepared you for it. I know you got tap class. It's I, I've been out for seven years now. I'm sure it's changed a lot since then. I've heard some pretty good things about tap class. But overall, how would you say the Navy did in their preparation for getting you ready to uh, to leave to the civilian world? Um, so tap class was actually really informative. Most of the stuff I'd already thought about, prepared about. Um, my transition experiences, I think, is going to be a little bit unique uh, just because... I had already founded American Freedom Fund before I got out, so I already had that. And because of my rate, um, it's it's a little bit unique. But in terms of the Navy, they really made an effort to make sure that I had thought of everything that I needed to think about. 
so that I was taken care of when I'm out. So when you got out, what was your plan? And I imagine it's still part of your plan. I mean, you're only a month removed from right. ending your service. But, you know, what was your plan getting out? What did you want to do with your life as you got ready to leave the Navy? Uh, something more. Like, th that was my biggest problem with the Navy is I felt like there wasn't anywhere to go forward or mm. up. Like, I was just where I was, and that was how it was going to be for the next three, four years before I was eligible to make chief. Um, and then from there, I was stuck for another three to four years minimum, and I just wasn't willing to, you know, spend the next eight years doing the same desk job that I've been doing for the first eight. It can get a bit repetitive when Absolutely. you're in there, and there's certainly days, I think, for everyone that's worn the uniform where you you question, you know, what's the next step? Is there a next step, or is this just some sort of purgatory where it's the same thing day after day after day? I don't think you're alone in those feelings. So your plan for getting out, as you said, you were fairly well prepared. The tap class, you said, had some uh, some good info for you. Now that you're a month out, you can look back on that day, that fateful day in March when you left the Navy. How did things go so far? How have things gone, I suppose I should say, in relation to how you thought they would go and how you hoped they would go? Um, so when I, when I got out, I've, my, my goal was, okay, I'm going to go back for my master's in the fall. Like That was my goal, and I'll, I'll use the GI Bill. Um, I'll be taken care of. I can do that. I can work on American Freedom Fund. Uh, I can get a part-time job. Uh, and so that was my plan going forward. That being said, when I got out, American Freedom Fund kind of took off way faster than I ever expected. Right. Uh, and it became a full-time job almost immediately. And uh, it kind of took me off guard. So some of my other plans got delayed, I, I would say. <laughs> that can certainly happen. And one of the things when people ask me, they, 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 I guess some people who know me have looked at my uh, move on from the Navy and said, the, you've had a pretty good uh, track record. You've done pretty well for yourself. What would you recommend I do as I get ready to leave? And the things I tell them are one, prepare. Two, plan. Planning is huge. But three, be ready for those plans to change because Absolutely. they did several times for me. I mean, and almost everyone that we talked to had a plan, but things didn't work out quite the way that they planned. And the man we're talking to right now is Gabe Stecker, Navy veteran, just got out a month ago, one of the founding directors of the American Freedom Fund, which, as you just told us, you started while you were still in the Navy. What exactly is the American Freedom Fund? So the American Freedom Fund is a veteran service organization. Um, I started with two other gentlemen, both veterans, uh, Don Bramer and Rob Miller. And I started, I went into it because I saw a, a need that I could help with in terms within the veteran community and active duty, honestly. I've always been a huge sports fan. I've always liked playing them, watching them, uh, arguing about stats with my brothers, <laughs> you know, with my friends, all that stuff. And so I, I, when I joined the Navy, I realized there was this large community of military softball oh huge huge community yeah. I mean, there's i i had the opportunity to play alongside some guys who actually played on the navy softball team yeah. there's the official navy team takes part in all these events i mean i, I don't think people who yeah the, who haven't especially been overseas with the navy or been on a ship understand how big softball culture is within the navy and the military in general yeah absolutely it's it's very very large there's every year there's a world competition um and anywhere between 100 and 120 teams 
all military, 12 to 15 guys per team show up to this event and they're all family. It's one community and everybody knows everybody. And it's all around the world. You get teams coming from Korea, from the Middle East, from the West Coast, East Coast, you know, and they all come congregate in one area and they compete. When it comes to softball, that's something where when you're in the, the, the Navy community, everybody's there together. It's usually commands within the local leagues that play against each other. Then you have the base team that competes against other bases, the Navy team that competes against other mm-hmm. teams. Um, you know, But when you leave, is that something that, that people have a little bit more difficulty staying involved with because it's not right there with you? Is that part right. of the, uh, uh, the reason that you wanted to get involved with that? Right. Uh, it's harder. It's harder to keep connections and finding a team to play with so once you get out you know you can play with the with the dd214 right that's mm-hmm. all you need to play hmm. you if you stay reserves you can play or if you have your dd214 or if you retire 20 years you know still have an id and so you can find a team that go and compete uh at these military tournaments and they're all over the place it's almost every every weekend or every other weekend during the summer and you're speaking, of course, of the Patriots Softball Club, which is part of the American Freedom Fund. And, you know, as you just told us, anyone who is either retired, reserve, or just got out like you and I, who have our DD-214s, uh, but are not in retirement status, anyone is eligible to join up and play with the Patriots Softball team. Is this something that's based uh, in one specific area, or is it something that you're trying to expand into other places? Right. So that is one of the biggest limitations uh, for our teams is the team is located in a geographical region. And so we're only allowed to take so many players that aren't active duty. Right. uh, And they have to be in that region. But we can create teams in different regions if there's the need in the player base. When you talk about the possibility of forming other teams in other locations, is that something that you think, you know, what you guys have done is obviously something that you could replicate, but is it also a blueprint for other people who might want to do something like this on their own? Yeah, I think so. And I think people have already tried and people have already succeeded in doing that. It's just, I think there's always room for more. And there's a lot more going on with the American Freedom Fund. I mean, Patriot Softball is just the tip of the iceberg when we're talking about this. I mean, if you go and check out the uh, the AmericanFreedomFund.org website, you'll see the Patriots Shooting Organization. But that's another big one where when you're in the military, well, particularly when you're in the Army and Marine Corps and certain jobs in the Navy and Air Force as well, uh, you're shooting fairly regularly. You're getting out there to qualify. You're going to do live fire exercises. Then you get out, and it's a little bit different. I mean, yeah, you could go up to the range by yourself, but uh, competitive shooting is something that that can help people stay involved in that aspect of military culture. What can you tell us about the Patriots shooting team? Yeah, so, I mean, Patriots softball is obviously why I got involved and decided to found American Freedom Fund. The shooting team, I can't take credit for. That belongs to my sister, uh, Liv (laughs) Stecker. She kind of came on board and and took ownership and said, hey, there's, there's... these guys in Eastern Washington, which is where she where she's based out of, that you know they they want to shoot, and I think we can help. I think we can put a team together and go to these national competitions, and you know we can put on these shooting competitions and just kind of start building this community and providing a place. And uh, so yeah, it was pretty awesome when she came forward with that because if I was doing it, I wouldn't even know where to start. So that's kind of one of the the really cool aspects is people come to me with these ideas and it's not just like these good ideas and they're like, so yeah, you should do this. It's, this is my idea and I want to help make it happen. 
and that's the that's the cool part. It, it really is. There are you know many aspects of this organization. You got involved with it, you know, and wanted to start it because of softball. But it's not even just you know these competitive leagues like the softball and shooting teams. There's also an internship program that has the name of one of our former presidents, George H.W. Bush, on it. So, you know, was that part of the original plan for you guys to expand into that kind of uh, internship type of deal as well? And where did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. When we founded AFF, uh, we wanted to make sure we weren't limited in what we could do. So we, you know, we set our our goals as uh, athletics, education and advocacy because we felt like that was a way in which we could, you know, we weren't limited. We could go out and uh, and do a lot of things. And the internship was one of Don Bramer's, like, uh, that was one of his missions. He was like, I want to be able to encourage veterans to come to D.C. And so that was his kind of project. And I, I'm really excited. This will be the first year that we're, we're incorporating it into the organization. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty cool thing. As... As someone who lives in the Washington, D.C. area like yourself, how do you view the veteran community around here? There are a lot of us here. How how tightly knit is it? Or do you wish it were more tightly knit? Do you wish there were more things like the Patriots softball team going on? So I, there are a lot of veterans in this area, like a lot of veterans. A ton, yeah. yeah. And I think that's something we can improve on. I think that we have a chance to like be a better community, be a closer knit community, and make some positive changes. And there are, there are a lot of veterans that are doing that. And there are a lot of veterans that just don't know. They don't know who else is around here. They don't, you know, they don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. And, you know, that's one of the things that we're going to try and change. When you talk about the different uh, aspects of the American Freedom Fund, I mean, we're talking about an internship program. We're talking about a shooting team, a softball team, camaraderie, transition, all these important things. Uh, you guys are kind of working to address some of the big issues within the veteran community, but doing it in uh, maybe a non-traditional way. I mean, we've got things like uh, veteran unemployment and underemployment to worry about. We've got veteran suicide. How important do you think it is to try and find new ways to to bring the veteran community together to go ahead and fight against things like that? So those are big issues. And you have so many organizations that do good work, but they they talk directly to those issues. And it's always the veterans are broken. The veterans are injured. The veterans are struggling. And we really wanted to be positive. We wanted to come at it from, the, from a different angle. We wanted to say, you know, you are capable of, you love these things, these sports, you know, you want to do something, let's just make it happen. And let's, let's not focus so much on the problems. Let's focus on the positives and move forward. The focus of the American Freedom Fund, and we're speaking to one of the founding directors and the general manager of the Patriots softball team, Gabe Stecker. When you look at the American Freedom Fund and what it's become from your initial idea of a softball team and everything that's added into it, what do you see as the future of the American Freedom Fund? Do you see it continuing to expand into new programs? Or are you just going to focus more on what you guys have now and expanding within those programs? So it has already far exceeded my expectations from a year ago. Uh, I When I started down the path, I was thinking, okay, it would take, you know, it would be like a part-time job in my free time that I, it, would, it wouldn't be a, a huge deal. And then every month since then, it's been like, okay, this is becoming bigger. This is might be, uh, you know, a little bit more than I can handle. And that was back when I was active duty. Uh, and so it, it like grew 
exponentially. And that just tells me that there are people that want it to happen. Mm. You know, there it's not just me, it's people around me, it's the veteran community. And so I think the sky's the limit. And like the softball team, it's based out of Maryland, Virginia, DC. That's where our our team is based out of. We actually have two teams. Um but who's to say we can't go to Texas yeah. and get a team there or Washington State. You know, there's these military installations that are all over the place and there's veterans that are everywhere. No, oh, yeah. There's a veteran community in every state, obviously. Yeah. There's not a state that doesn't have quite a few veterans in it. You also have those high concentration areas like the DMV areas, it's called, mm -hmm. Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, like Norfolk, Virginia for the Navy, like uh, Lejeune, you know, San Diego, Texas near Fort Hood. There are these veteran communities that spring up, but it, it seems that sometimes there is a lack of things to bring them together. I mean, you have your VSOs out there, the American Legion, the VFW that are doing great things, AMVETS, but uh, there, there's few fun things, it seems. At least most places that I've lived, there's fewer fun things to have people get together and do. How important right. do you think that is, and, and how big of a part does that play in what you want to do? So for me, it's essential. Um, if I didn't have softball or if I didn't have soccer or whatever sport, I would be a miserable human being. I just would. I, like, I, I rely on it on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but like you said, communication and reaching out and making sure people know what opportunities are out there, that's huge too. And I want to talk about one more thing that AFF is trying to bring to the table, and that's the big voice. Right. Um, that's another thing that my sister kind of spearheaded, and she was doing it for several years. And basically what it is, is it's a blog and social media platform for veteran awareness. It's like a voice for the veterans. Mm. And to me, it's it's so critical. She writes these amazing articles about figures that just did amazing things or people that are doing amazing things right now in the veteran community. And I, I looked at The Big Voice when checking out the website, which is uh, AmericanFreedomFund.org, uh, which has the tagline on there, Athletics, Education, Advocacy, two, three very important things within the veteran community and within what AFF is doing. Uh, the Big Voice, uh, you know, starts off, the first one I see in there is about a veteran who, uh, who took his own life, which is uh, a serious issue. You know, you hear numbers somewhere around 20 veterans a day taking their lives, uh, whether the number is a little bit below that, a little bit above it. That's still a heck of a lot of people, man. There's a lot of uh, of negative stuff going on out there, and the more people are aware of it, I think the more we can we can combat that stuff. So, you know, it's it's I think important to not just have outlets like you know to get out there and smash a softball over the fence. Hopefully, <laughs> if, you, if you can, if not, uh, you know, do the best that you can. But also to uh, to get these thoughts out there. So, do you envision AFF as uh, kind of a launching pad, a platform? Maybe that softball team bringing some awareness to some other issues that you want to shine a spotlight on, like you are doing with the Big Voice. Right, and I think that is that's one of the goals. You know, it's using these platforms because every program every athletics program you're putting all these veterans together and it becomes it becomes a platform for a voice um you're able to talk to a community and i think it's a great opportunity to raise awareness for some of the issues i mean if several years ago it was 22 a day now it's 20 a day it's still way too high no oh, yeah that's still way too many suicides a day and you know we we should be able to do something about that people shouldn't be able shouldn't be feeling helpless when there's so many of us out there that can be there for them 
Uh, that's absolutely, absolutely true. And we're speaking with Gabe Decker. He's one of the founding directors of the American Freedom Fund, which focuses on athletics, education, and advocacy within the veteran community. And uh, I think I need to ask the most important question of this interview, Gabe, and that is, which branch of service produces the finest softball players in your estimation? Oh, Navy. Oh, absolutely. So uh, there's a, a funny story. Uh, Fort, Fort Meade is one of the military installations where I spent most of my career, and so I've always played on the, the local uh, intramural base league. Right. And I've always played with the Navy team. And I have to say that we have had an era of domination for the Navy. Well, if I remember correctly, having gone to Fort Meade for my A school, that's where the Defense Information right. School is, and then going back there like 2009, 2010 for another school, uh, the Navy kind of dominated the Army Softball League there dating back 20 years mm-hmm. at least. Yep, absolutely. And I don't know what it is, but it must be something that the Navy's doing right because we show up and we put a competitive team together every single year. You know, it's amazing. Having played in softball leagues in places like uh, Siganella and Suda Bay, Siganella was where they had uh, the, the strongest league that I've ever seen, where there were two divisions for the top-tier teams and the not-quite-as-top-tier teams like mine, the mutts, we were called, because we were a mixture of like AFN and personnel and all these other small commands got together. It was such a great time where I got to meet so many people that I'm still friends with today, you know, that otherwise I probably would never have come across on that base. I came across through the softball league. So it's it's something that really connected us while I was in the military and certainly is something that can keep connecting vets. <laughs> yep. Appropriate. Absolutely. Right here on ConnectingVets.com. If there's someone out there who's kind of struggling and thinks back and maybe hears this and says, I remember playing softball in the base league. I had a great time doing that, but nah, there's nothing really around here. They're not in the D.C. area. What would be the first step you recommend they take in going to try and find something to maybe recreate that, whether it's with veterans or just getting back into the game at overall? I mean, reach out to go to our website, reach out to me. Uh, absolutely. If if I know of a place, if you're not in my area, I know of teams in, in other areas. And if it's not softball, if it's another sport, still reach out because I'm looking, you know, once you find the player base, you can make it happen. So if it's soccer, all it takes is, you know, another f- five, six people and we have the makings of a team, and we can put it together, and we can start get you in, getting you into leagues and uh, playing. And wearing some snazzy uniforms. Because right. I see those Patriots jerseys on there. Uh, those are pretty darn cool. They're looking pretty good over there. Um, you know, this is something that uh, I can certainly see uh, an avenue for it to grow and to keep doing amazing things. But what AFF has already done, I keep wanting to say AFFF. <laughs> As a Navy veteran, you know, aqueous yeah. film forming foam for all you firefighters out there. We know about AFFF, but AFF and their website is AmericanFreedomFund.org. I, this is something that I can certainly see a way forward and a way for it to grow. And part of that is the fact that you guys are so open to, uh, you know, people reaching out to you and saying like, hey, if we hear from enough veterans in, let's say, the Fort Hood area, or we hear from enough veterans in New York City, we might be able to put you guys in touch and put a team together. How important is it for people to take that first step and just reaching out and saying like, hey, is there anything around here that you guys might know about? I mean, it's essential. If, uh, if you, you need to be, you know, be comfortable enough to be able to do that. And like I'm telling you, I love it when people reach out to me because that means that you know, I, can, I can do more and I, I want to do more. One of the, one of the things that I, I really wanted to stress and we get questions about all the time is how much do the directors make? You know, what kind of what's the profit to give back ratio? And and I'm really proud to say that nobody on AFF gets a salary. There you go. Every cent 
comes through us and back into one of our programs or to another VSO. And I want to keep it that way as long as possible. The last question for you, and that is, how has the Patriots softball team done? I mean, we've talked about the team itself, but have you guys done pretty well in some of the tournaments that you've entered in? So, yeah, uh, we've played in a couple of tournaments. Our first all-military tournament was actually this past weekend, and we did pretty good. We took third place. One of our teams took third place, um, which is, you know, it's really encouraging for our first our first tournament. Yeah, that's really not bad. And, I mean, this isn't something that dates back 10 years. I mean, many of these teams that travel around and play softball been around for a long time. The Patriots softball team is fairly new through the American Freedom Fund and the good work of people like Gabe Stecker, who are there working along with it, Dom Bramer, and others, including... Gabe's sister, who he talked about, who started their shooting team on there. Gabe, if people are interested in reaching out to you, if they're interested in finding out more about the American Freedom Fund, where do they go? How do they go about it? AmericanFreedomFund.org. And you'll see our our email addresses, contact information, um, info at AmericanFreedomFund.org or director at AmericanFreedomFund.org. And, you know, I get both of those. We have other people that have access to those and, you know, we'll get back to you. And if you're interested in that softball aspect in particular, Gabe really wants to hear from you so he can get you back into the swing of things. Yeah, you see what I did? That's there? right. And uh, don't forget, to we're on social media too. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, that's not really my forte, but I'm glad I have people around me that know how to work those things. Gabe Stecker, one of the founding directors of the American Freedom Fund and the general manager of the Patriots softball team. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. It was awesome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.